to Kieran's Corner, guys. It's NFL Week 9. Back at it again. Your boy, Kamala Haggis, Finessa Hudgens. We're back at it. We're past the halfway point in the NFL season now, rolling on to Week 9 after Week 9 was kicked off last night with a brilliant game between the Green Bay Packers. And, well, they weren't really the 49ers since they're missing so many players, but it was a total beatdown. Rogers showed out. But today we're going to talk about a couple more MVP candidates in the race. The games we've got ahead for you are the six and one Seattle Seahawks versus the six and two Buffalo Bills. We've got the five and two Saints versus the six and two Bucks, and the five and three Bears versus the five and two Titans. And I'm going to be honest, it was hard to find a third game to break down for you this week that even looked remotely interesting because a lot of the team, you know, some of the more fun teams are on a bye week. So we're going to get straight into it and talk about. The 6-1 and one Seahawks versus the 6-2 and two Bills. And we're going to start with the Seahawks. Jamal Adams is still out. That's a big loss for you guys, considering the defense has not been good in Seattle up to this point. And, uh, you know, could be injuries. There's a lot of things happening, but it, it, it's just the way it's going in Seattle right now. But uh, we have hope for you guys going on the season once you get some more pieces back. We'll start off with MVP, the Chef. The man, the myth, the legend. This Russell Wilson. On the season so far, he's my MVP favourite. There's also a Dark Horse MVP candidate we're going to talk about later. But 2,151 uh, yards, 26 touchdowns and 6 interceptions. He is playing out of his damn mind right now. Probably because he doesn't have a defence, he's got to do it. But that offence is ticking. You've got the boy, the Nesquik uh, sponsor. He wears the... Uh, Dummy mouthpiece. He is just a fun guy, the human freak. DK Metcalf, 680 yards and seven TDs on the season. He's been mossing everyone. He's become a meme because of uh, when he ran down Buddha Baker to stop the pick six against Arizona. By the way, fantastic game. Uh, Tyler Lockett as well, 575 yards and seven touchdowns. Russell Wilson is really moving the ball about this season. And even David Moore has 245 yards and three touchdowns. He has done great. And if we actually look at the Seattle offense, nine different players have caught touchdowns since week one, which has been fantastic because Russ has a lot of targets. And when he's throwing, you know, three, four, five, in some cases, uh, touchdowns a game, you need to move the ball about. You can't, you know, you can't cover DK all game. So he's, he's going to move it around a lot. Anyway, Chris Carson on the Russian side, 323 Russian yards and three TDs, and Carlos Hyde, 125 and two DDs. Their rushing game is not what it should be. But when you've got Russell Wilson and they're letting Russ cook and they're, they're running the offense they're running, this is perfect. Russell Wilson has been nothing short of exceptional this year. I am not overstating it when I say right now, in this exact moment, he is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's always been top five ever since he entered the league, but right now, he is the best quarterback in the league. That's no question. He is a shoo-in for the MVP, That, despite some of the guys we're going to talk about this uh, in this episode. So the defense actually added Carlos Dunlap from... Uh, the Bengals, I should know that, I'm in Cincinnati, but they added him from the Bengals, and you know, it's a good acquisition, and they were, he was a good guy to add, 
maybe the production's not there and he is past his prime, but if he can be a leader in the locker room, really galvanise the confidence of that defence, they can take it to another level and actually be a really, really, really solid defence because they are, on offence, exceptional. Just to put it in perspective, how good they are on offence. Through eight weeks, seven games, they've only kicked five field goals. That's ridiculous. Uh, made all five, just for the record. So that's a hashtag for the brand, you guys out there, the kick fans. Um, Wagner, not the best year he's had, but uh, two sacks, seven QB hits, 39 solo tackles. Um, you know, he's the, he's the best piece they've got on defense right now until Jamal Adams comes back because Jamal Adams is a generational talent and probably the best safety in the league right now. But obviously there's guys like Shaquille Griffin making plays. He's got two picks on the season, but the defense is uh, flat from what we used to from Seattle. Seattle, we know, Legion of Boom, LOB, these are the guys. After that sort of fell apart, they've struggled to find their identity on defense a little bit, and, and I think it's telling. But... We'll move on to the next team right now who, you know, have a very good chance considering. And that is the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, Dawson Knox is still out. John Brown, Matt Milano and Trey White are all still questionable. I don't have any more information besides that. But if it comes in, I will update it. So, Josh still may be MVP Allen if he can... You know, it's it's not always about numbers. It's about how a guy plays, and he has been playing great this season. Yes, there's the memes. He can overthrow guys sometimes, and he's not as accurate as he could be, but he's really stepped it up this year. You've heard me talk about it a lot. His mechanics look almost flawless, and it, this offense has really been humming. 2,172 yards, 16 touchdowns, 5 picks. He's also added 227 ground yards and 4 tubs with his wheels. He has looked... You know, he's super athletic. We know this. You saw my article go up about him. I still believe in this cat. Stefan Diggs, 695 yards, three tubs. Cole Beasley, 494 yards, two touchdowns. He's been a workhorse. Great work from the veteran. John Brown, 215 yards and two TDs despite being out recently. This offense is crazy. The pass game is absolutely ridiculous. They honestly remind me of Seattle a little bit. Just Josh isn't as prolific as Russell Wilson but also he's only a third year quarterback I know he should be playing out of his mind right now looking to get that extension maybe pick up the fifth year option because guys like Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold really aren't cutting it but him and Lamar Jackson have really set themselves apart in this league right now and I think Josh Allen is gonna just get better towards the end of this year and actually next year gonna improve and improve because they are looking to take the AFC East right now despite there being a real lack of competition in the Jets and the Patriots. The Miami Dolphins could also pip them to the post. Uh, the rushing game though, not much to really speak of. Singletary's taken uh, 385 yards for a touchdown and Zach Moss 186 for two touchdowns. But let's get to the real meat of this Buffalo defense. The real thing I love about this Buffalo defense uh, team that's the defense it's mario addison only three sacks and they're not rushing the passer in a way look they've got a lot of pressures but they're not the best pass rushing team what they are good at is when you get past that d-line i know there's they've been missing guys but guys like jordan poyer micah hyde uh 
Trey White, Matt Milano, these linebackers and safeties and corners, they've got such great positions out there. Even though they have great guys on the line like Ed, Ed Oliver and Mario Addison, it, it, it's really the linebackers and secondary that elevate this defense. And we've seen great things out of them. I think Trey White still is one of the best corners in the league, if not the best. When he comes back, he is going to be fantastic and he's going to have a file it under him. Provided he doesn't lose a step, but even then he's still going to be top level. So we break this down just into the matchup. The Seattle defense has been a massive L all season. They have just been beaten on. But the Bills can get slowed down a little bit when they take a bit too much pressure on. Allen will need to keep up with Wilson. That's the big thing here. Bills defense will get them stops. But... That Seattle offense, man, is just scary. And you haven't got your best guy in Trey White to cover, like, maybe a DK Metcalf or something. And it's going to be a, a lot tougher than normal. So that's why I'm giving the edge slightly to the Seahawks here. Their defense is, like I said, a massive L. But the Bills will slow down if they get pressured enough. So my verdict for this is Seattle Seahawks 34, Buffalo Bills 31. I am sorry, Buffalo fans. I love your team. And this isn't just because I'm a Patriots fan. I love what you guys have been putting together this season. So yeah, Seattle Seahawks 34, Bills 31. And let's move on to the next matchup. So now we're on to the 5-2 Saints versus the 6-2 Bucks. The... The showdown of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So we're going to start with Drew Brees, who uh, looked a little muted this season so far, actually. He had some problem with his arms in some weeks, despite a win over the Bucks early in the season. Drew Brees is at 1,898 yards, 13 touchdowns, and three picks. I'm not going to go to Russian stats because it's Drew Brees and Tom Brady in this game, and they're virtually non-existent. But the biggest playmaker here, for the New Orleans Saints is Alvin Kamara. 556 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns, but also 431 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. But also on the receiving side of things, uh, Sanders has helped 304 yards, two touchdowns. Traquan Smith, 291 yards and two touchdowns. And also Jared Cook, the big tight end, been a great red zone threat for this team. 249 yards, four touchdowns. They have looked... Fantastic. Obviously, we just covered the rushing stats of Alvin Kamara, but although Latavius Murray really hopped in and had some great games while Alvin Kamara was out, uh, 282 yards, two touchdowns also looked fantastic. This defense is only really good against the run, though, here in New Orleans. They have really, really struggled. Um, They've done good against the run, but again, everything else they've got pretty much, you know, carved up. Even though they're sitting at a healthy five and two, they have not looked the best. But also, guys like Trey Hendrickson, five and a half sacks. Cam Jordan, two and a half sacks. And Jenkins, Davenport, and Marshawn Lattimore have all looked good on second levels. But it's it's not the elite playmaking we're used to seeing from these guys. And I think the Saints really this year are going to struggle. And I don't. You know, I'm not I'm not going to try and rain on their parade too much, but this isn't your year, Saints fans. And I, I just feel like if you will make it to the playoffs. You're a good enough team to make it to the playoffs, provided the Bucks don't, you know, just run away with the division and you lose some key games. It, 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 yeah, this is tough for Saints fans. I'm sorry to say it, but, I, you know, I don't see you being able to generate much against this offense. But we're going to get to the Bucks now. And the, the greatest of all time, GOAT levels, Tom Brady, 2,000... 180 yards, 20 touchdowns, 4 picks. Yes, 
the Bucks look amazing and it's very, very annoying. And Tom Brady is really spreading the ball about. And now they've got Antonio Brown. This defense is unfair. They are playing Madden right now with the salary cap off. This is ridiculous. We'll give a shout out to their receiving leader, though. Scotty Miller, BGSU alum. We love BGSU here, even though they got beaten down by Toledo the other day in the Battle of I-75. Very sad to watch. But Scotty Miller, 400 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, big red zone threat for these guys. 373 yards, seven touchdowns. Gronk, 321 yards, three touchdowns. Godwin, 279 yards, two touchdowns. Juice Man, OJ, 146 yards, two touchdowns. Tom Brady is really, really spreading this ball about this. Offense looks dangerous. They've got so many red zone threats, so many speed guys, so many, but they just got such a solid offense. And with guys missing weeks and guys not being in weeks, it's really crazy how well they've put things together. Uh, the Russian as well, Rojo, Ronald Jones, 529 yards, four touchdowns. Leonard Fournette's been out a little bit as well, 225 yards, two tubs. You know, they've just been walking it in the end zone with these two. But uh, the passing game is where it really gets crazy. But let's go on to the defense because last year their defense didn't really find their feet until about week eight. And then they finished the season, I think, the fifth best defense in the league. And they looked fantastic. Uh, and the defense this year has just continued on that trend. Jason Pierre-Paul, six and a half sacks. Devin White, five sacks. Carlton Davis, uh... Also looked fantastic with picks and Winfield Jr., Shaq Barrett, Mike Edwards and Sue. All looking fantastic. This defense is scary. Maybe even scarier than scary because you know if you if you score against this defense or you only put up three points against this defense, they're letting the goat on the field immediately afterwards. And that's a scary prospect for any defense to have to deal with because Tom Brady has played out of his damn mind. He's on a revenge mission right now to let New England know they made the wrong decision in not paying him and not getting him weapons. So it's just good to see the old man doing so well. This is just a very quick wrap-up from me because this game is not fair in the slightest and it will be closer than a lot of people think, but uh, maybe that's not what the score reflects. Uh, you know, despite the score from the first meeting, it's just all bucks. From here on in, they, they've played out of their damn minds and it looks like they're going to be very hard to stop. So I am going to say, oh, this is going to annoy my friends. Uh <laughs> Saints 17, Bucks 28. I just, you know, I just feel like uh, with AB and all these extra weapons, you know, the Bucks, man, they are a scary team to play against. But those are the two biggest games that we can wrap up this week. And the next one we're getting into eh, might be a stinker, but we'll see. And that is the 5-3 and three Bears versus the 5-2 and two Titans there now. I know what you're thinking. Clean sweep for the Titans. Easy game for them despite coming off a loss to the greatest college quarterback of all time. That is big boy, big dick Joe, Joey Burrow. But let, 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 let's not get too ahead of ourselves. The Bears love playing uh, spoiler to these, these big teams. We saw it when they beat the Bucks. It was actually a heartbreaking loss for the Bucks because apparently Tom Brady can't get past the terrible quarterback that is Nick Foles. And I'm just going to come out and say this because we're breaking down the Bears right now. Nick Foles sucks. He shouldn't be a starter in this league. He doesn't deserve to be a starter in this league. Winning three games in a row, despite one of them being the Super Bowl, is not a good resume when you've never had a winning record as a starter. I'm sorry, Nick Foles. You suck. 
1,411 yards, eight touchdowns, seven picks. What a stinker. But he's got a good receiving core out there. Allen Robinson, 631 yards, three tubs. Darnell Mooney, 305 yards, two tubs. Anthony Miller as well. You know, he, he's got two touchdowns. And Jimmy Graham ha has been a massive red zone threat. 247 yards, four touchdowns. And they, sh they should have let Mitch continue because Mitch's stats were better and Mitch actually looked better than Foles does right now. Foles looks like he's confused every time he takes the field despite their record. I think the Bears have a losing record at the end of this season because Nick Foles doesn't deserve that job. People just have... Oh, he won one Super Bowl. He beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Shut up. So did Eli Manning. That guy was trash. So, we'll get on to their rush game, which pretty much non-existent because there's all one guy, and that's David Montgomery, 442 yards and one touchdown. The Bears have scored 16 touchdowns all season. They've played two bloody quarterbacks. By the way, one of these quarterbacks has played in a Pro Bowl. The other one has won a Super Bowl, yet they still can't put together a string of wins because they just suck. Matt Nagy needs to get gone. Or they just need to get a competent quarterback in there that isn't Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky because both of those guys are terrible. But we're going to move to the defense now. There's something I'm actually a bit more positive about with the Bears. Khalil Mack balling out six and a half sacks. Looked great the entire season so far. Deshaun Gibson, two picks. Kyle Fuller, also a pick. But guys like Bartavius Mingo, Buster Scrine, Eddie Jackson have all looked good despite not filling up the stat sheets these guys have played out of their damn minds and that's the only reason the Bears are winning any games right now is because their defense isn't totally incompetent like the entirety of their offenses and they've got great guys like Allen Robinson who deserve to play somewhere else with a good quarterback where they can win games but let, let, let's not talk about them. I don't want to talk about the Bears anymore. They genuinely upset me having to talk about that terrible, terrible team. So now we're going to move on to the Tennessee Titans, a team I have liked since Mike Vrabel took over. I'm a big fan of that man, former Patriot. Ryan, sleeper MVP, Tannehill, 1,823 yards, 17 touchdowns, three picks. Say what you want. He finished last year while only playing seven games, one touchdown short of Patrick Mahomes. That is exceptional because every one of you idiots who follows this sport who gasses up Patrick Mahomes like these are best things best things since sliced bread you see Justin Herbert Matt Stafford and all these amazing quarterbacks out there throwing crazy throws but it gets no attention because it isn't the guy who puts steak uh no ketchup on his steak throwing it that's what annoys me most about Patrick Mahomes he's not that good he puts ketchup on steak who is this guy can't even deal with that anymore but enough of me getting annoyed over bias towards certain players i am a patriots fan i saw it so long for tom brady so i do understand anyway ryan Tannehill played out of his damn mind you can tell us a contract year for Corey davis 369 yards three touchdowns aj brown the big red zone threat 356 yards five touchdowns my favorite tight end in the league this year besides maybe darren waller and it's been jonu smith 272 yards five touchdowns in the end zone he's a big red zone friend adam humphreys 219 yards he's found the end zone twice as well but we get to the rushing yards it's the big hitter on this team king henry 775 yards eight touchdowns my lord He's playing out of his damn mind. He's probably going to finish this season with like 14, 1,500 yards. This guy is an animal. And also they've got McNichols. Lovely guy. Put 137 yards on the ground. But also big Dick Tannehill. 102 yards, one touchdown. Guys look fantastic. What can I say? I know people are going to hate on me, but I don't care. Ryan Tannehill's a legit quarterback. Don't believe me? Come fight me. Anyway, move to the defensive side of the ball. The big veteran, Malcolm Butler. Two picks on the year. Amani Hooker. Two picks on the year. 
Hmm. Here's the thing. They haven't been pressing the quarterback as much as they could. Jeffrey Simmons actually leads the team with two sacks, which is very underwhelming considering how good this team is on defense. Kenny Vaccaro and Christian Fulton have also looked fantastic. Both great players. We know Christian Fulton, DBU, NFLSU. He's a great player. He's looked fantastic. He's out there bullying people. Uh, Titans have been solid all around. They are not a top you know, I don't think they're a one seed, but I don't think they're they're worse than average, if that makes sense. I think they're very, very good, but I don't think they're elite. But despite the Bears playing upset, I think the verdict of this game would be Bears 10, Titans 28. And I think that's a very, very comfortable victory for the Titans. Yes, they dropped one, but this is their time. They're going to come back with a vengeance. This is going to be a one-sided beatdown of the Bears and the Titans will be swinging the damn hammer. Also, while I'm here, I will give a shout out to my college podcast counterpart, and that is Full 10 Yards CFB, also Full 10 Yards on Twitter, both for college football and for NFL football. We've also got Full 10 Yards Fantasy and Full 10 Yards Britball. We mentioned it last week that Full 10 Yards has put another person through their Make It Official scheme. Fantastic news. We are doing a lot right now for the sport of American football in the UK. So I will say big shout out to my guys on the College Football Cup podcast. That is Rob Grimwood, FF Britballer, Lee Wakefield, Wakefield 90 and Andy Moore, AJ 90. Oh, and not forgetting Liam 66 NFL, you know. Fantastic guys. They've been doing great work. Uh, Liam's articles have been absolutely fantastic recently. Rob on the fantasy side of things doing a lot. And obviously Andy and Lee have been putting out some great content with their college winners and losers as well. Also shout out the big man himself, Tim underscore Monk F10Y. Before we go as well, I will give one last shout out to someone else before I plug my own things. That's uh, Dolphin Pod UK. And that is my colleague AJ Moore's Dolphin Fan Podcast. He came on last week, broke down the Dolphins very, very effectively for me. Had some great feedback on that episode as well. So thank you guys for coming on. But as for me, you know me. It's Kieran's Corner, DCCYT football on the twitter i will be changing that soon probably to kieran's corner football uh you know me as vanessa hudgens kamala haggis joe cryden what after the patriots and lsu performances whatever you want to hear anyway guys thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this and i'll see you all in the next one listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com